right. Well, welcome to another episode of, of Fuck You Friday. I'm your host, Wynn Silberman. This is my co-host, Casey LeBlanc. And I'm super excited today to uh, be able to host former Pittsburgh Steeler, <laughs> uh, linebacker, but more defensive end, Bud Dupree. Um, but first of all, thank you for, you know, for being on the show. Uh, yeah, we're excited. <laughs> we're fired up. <laughs> fired up. Um, what I wanted to do, Casey, if you don't mind, I want to kind of explain to you what this is, podcast is really all about and then uh, start drilling you with some questions and see how this goes. Guys. So, Bud, we, the, the term, thank God it's Friday, drives me fucking nuts, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, we decided to do something about it and just said we want to come out with a show that could be entertaining. We want to talk to people that have done something with their life that uh, is a little bit different. We talked a little bit off air as far as what are you doing when the lights are not on? What are you doing to separate yourself? And and Friday always kind of is geared around a third day of the weekend for a lot of people. And so we're trying to flip that on its head and figure out how can we go into the weekend with momentum? How can we do things that are different that people aren't going to do on a Friday? And so we just started creating this idea and thought bringing on people that have done really super fucking awesome shit in their life. And like, <laughs> how did you get here? So it was the most unique year in the NFL ever. Right. We, we, what is COVID football like? Yeah, in were you the scared NFL? at all? Like, sh- we have a pandemic. We're, we're hearing, I mean, look, regardless of you're Republican or Democrat or whatever, the, the fact is something was going on that humanity was not used to. Yeah. People were dying. And now you're told that you're going to go out and play. Yeah. Did you have any apprehension or fear of going on that field with the height of the pandemic still going on week one, week two, week three? Uh, yeah, I was kind of nervous. I ain't going to lie. I was nervous about Corona because I, I I just thought I thought it was gonna wipe the world out. Like, I didn't know what it was gonna yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know what was gonna happen. I'm always overreacting on certain stuff like that anyway. And once they came out, then you guys were testing every single day. Yeah, we getting tested every day, but I wasn't worried about me. I'm like, man, I don't want to worry about my family, family. my kids. Yeah. yeah, I'm like me. I'm like, I can take care. Of, like that's how I always feel. I'm like, man, I'll be so nervous and worried about like my girl, my kids, my parents, like my my homeboys. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm more worried about them than I'm worried about myself because I know what I'm going to do in this situation. If it's, I know I know my own thoughts and how I can handle myself in situations, not only in, in uh, not only in like life or death situations, but like pandemic situations, like just taking care of yourself in general, knowing what not to do, knowing like the signs of, oh, he might be sick. Let me walk over there. Mm. But like sometimes like a lot of people who've been in, this, in, uh, in environments their whole life don't kind of like see the different signs and stuff. And I can, like, peep vibes, like, real quick. So, like, anytime, like, anytime, like, I'm seeing stuff going on, I can kind of, like, cipher, like, I, I'm very good at, like, ciphering stuff. Did you consider opting out? Obviously, the NFL was providing this nah. kind of interesting thing. I'm, like, I'm on a franchise tag. <laughs> That's what it was, right? It was about the, like, look, I'm, I'm about like, to get I'm paid. 17. I ain't going <laughs> to opt out for 17. <laughs> I'm not that scared. <laughs> yeah, I ain't that scared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got three kids over here. I ain't yeah. that scared. What, yeah. what, about, uh, what about playing in the stadium with no no fans? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, with no fans, with no fans, uh, initially, you know, it was, it was, it was, initially we thought it was going to be boring. Basically, you know, everybody want to see the fan, but it's that's what. But I ain't never been like that. That's what people want the clout. If you worry about clout, you worry about the fans. Oh man, we need the fans. Are they pumping music in or what? Are what? They pumping music in. They are pumping. So, okay, so there so, is something. There is noise. There's, there's. Uh, it's not just. Did so you, if you mad about the fans? You just mad about the clout. For what? I ain't worried about the clout. I want the money and I want to win. Right. But did so. you sense that? So, from my experience, like in basketball, for example, there was there was summer league. 
and then there was like the real season, right? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like summer league, you're free, you're you're, you're balling. It doesn't matter. There's not as many fans in the stand, and you're you're really making plays that you might not make during a regular season. Did you sense that there was any players that kind of lock up sometimes uh, in front of fans that this they're, they're COVID? Good. Yeah, does that is that yeah. true? Like, is there are there what we call almost bubblegum chewers, for example, like you look good uh, right before the game. You're you're hitting all your shots. We call those bubblegum chewers. The lights come on and they can't they they can't hit a shot for for anything. Is that something that you sensed that was different this year? Did people perform better or yeah. worse? Some people did better for that too. Like I mean, that, that is a great thing because you got to think about it. If you come on the sideline, you got one fan gonna call you some type of name. So like the if if some people can't some people forward on the pressure. Interesting. But, yeah, all the time. Yeah. But no fans, you really ain't no pressure. It's just practice. Do people on the team actually know who those guys are? Oh yeah, right. Yeah. It's I, I would we, assume, right? You didn't, you know exactly yeah. who the guys were. The pressure's on the line. You're like, we're, we're not throwing yeah. him the I'm ball. I'm telling you, the best receiver I've seen on the on the practice field, Justin Hunter. Really? Mm. You heard it? You know him, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Y'all heard him before? Justin Hunter. Yep. Man, that man take off on people at practice. <laughs> if if he can get a practice highlight tape, I, I'll guarantee he'll be the highest paid receiver right now. Yeah. The coaches are just going. What do we do with this guy? And the coaches is like, what in the world? Bro, every deep ball, he going over top of the people. Over top, one-handed, two-handed. Just balling. Putting his kids on their shoulders. <laughs> okay, well, this, all right, this, so, is, this is a perfect segue into the question that, that, that Wynn and I have, have, uh, have had for years. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> Once you start talking about folding and being a practice player, I, ha- oh, I have cool. to transition into oh, cool. a question. All right, so, so Bud, you're an all-pro. Uh, uh, you're, you're a big deal in the NFL. You have a choice. A, you get to go to a, a big five school. You know, let's just call it Alabama or maybe even Northwestern. But you know, but you <laughs> Definitely only Northwestern. But you only get to catch one ball for eleven yards. So, yeah. So you're just you're Rudy, right? Basically, you're basically Rudy. <laughs> or you could go to a smaller school and be the guy, captain, catch a bunch of balls. I mean, we're just asking, just hypothetically. Which I'm one are you to picking? The small school. Oh really? Yeah. Oh really? <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Let's just something straight here. I want to compete. I want to compete. <laughs> I want to play. Yeah. I don't want to watch people to play. I'm the coach's son. I I thought going in to Northwestern. <laughs> by the, the way, going to Northwestern, my mindset was I was going to start. Yeah. But the first the first practice when I realized that there's guys that are way more fast and way more strong than me, I started studying more, to be honest. I was like, hey, this isn't gonna work out for me. It's not. So I was known for more keeping the team GPA up. Oh uh, yeah. Anything else, you know? Hey, <laughs> we, we, everybody need needed them. every, every need a guy yeah, like you. No, you need academic yeah, all big ten two times in a row. Your contribution did not go unnoticed. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's, That's right. right. You helped Thank this you. team out tremendously with, with yeah. recruiting no, points. No, Barnett would call me in and yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, let's let's flip the script a little bit. We're talking about you as a player, right? Mm-hmm. And you're reflecting on your your personal experiences. Let, let me let me give you a hypothetical. You're you're now sitting on the throne on Roger. You're Roger Goodell. You're yep. the NFL commissioner, and there's some interesting things that have come up um, politically, mm-hmm. uh, and and one of them is the role of cannabis or the use of cannabis in the NFL. Now, if you have Roger Goodell's hat on, so you're the commissioner. Your your job is, as they say, to protect the shield, right? To protect mm-hmm. the NFL. Are you okay with allowing players? Uh, to use cannabis or are you concerned because look as we know the country is still uh, they're not all for cannabis there are certain areas that are against cannabis there's certain teams and cities in teams that still fi- find it completely illegal for example yeah how would you approach it uh i mean i would allow so 
just me being, I'm in, I'm in commission mode right now. Yeah. I will allow people to do deals with the cannabis people. Mm-hmm. But I can see their main concern is being a role model for the small kids. Mm. So that's probably their number one. Yeah. That's the number one thing they probably looking at. That's what that's the only that's I mean, that's the only thing that I can see. Yeah, but it's do. like what's the assumption? Because for me, politically, social socio politically, mm-hmm. I, I see cannabis as nothing more than having a glass of wine. No, and, definitely. And so it's like what is what is the distinction? There's a social stigma that has been built for many, many years through politics. You can go all the way to President uh, Nixon who put this on a schedule, you know, the, the, the improper schedule as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. But it, I think that it's an issue of, of social stigma uh, more than anything else. No, definitely. Um, but with that being said, here's, here's hypothetical number two. You know, as commissioner, that players are smoking. Players, mm-hmm. players. What percentage? Do I think? Yeah. <laughs> Probably. I'm like a hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think I think that's, that's plausible. It's plausible. So how? I mean, how do you go about that? I mean, <laughs> you just yeah, you just. I, that's what I think it is, man. I think it's just the, the, the main thing. It is is uh, it's keeping is is. I think it's the kids. Yeah, the it's the thing. kids. But so yeah. so understanding that, I guess the the point is, if you have um a collective bargaining agreement that you're about to sign, right? You you yeah. went through it, right? Yeah. If you're the commissioner, and you know that most of the players smoke do you use that as strategy to try to get everyone to sign a new cba is that something for example when you heard the the union the nfl players association they came to a lot of players and said hey we're you're going to be able to smoke you're going to be able to smoke sign the deal they did was that something that you heard as well did you hear that rumor yeah we heard that we heard that circulating in the meetings and all and that's what kind of like pressured them to kind of like it encouraged a lot of players to sign, to sign that, that right yeah. so i by the way i call that inducement it's inducement so cuz this is what happened it's not the case players felt compelled and and felt there was a real victory in that in that position but what happened was sure you're not going to be suspended anymore yeah. but guess what we're going to make money off you Definitely. we're going to we're going to you can still get fined for yeah. failing a test. Yeah. Like, how does that work? I mean, it's not fair. And on top of that, stadiums can do deals with cannabis companies. Mm. Players cannot. Stadiums can do deals with uh, casinos and gamblers. So what's, players the an- cannot. what's the answer? Well, I think the answer is actually to take a look at your NFL Players Association and say, hey, what happened here? You leave $3.5 billion on the table. Mm. You tell us that we're going to be able to smoke, but we're not really going to be able to smoke. What the hell went on here? That's how I feel. So they are, they yeah. are testing. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So how you often, can still go on the program. How, how how often did you get drug tested this year? Uh you you only get an annual drug test. Just one. Yeah. Okay. But uh, you still can go on the program. What? So just talk talk. To explain it, the program to Casey. Yeah. So if you get caught if you get caught in the program if you get caught smoking and you go to the program you get tested any any time they want. Got it. No, you can't. If you leave the country, you gotta let them know where you go. Oh, is that right? Wow. Uh, it's it's horrible. And if you leave the state, you gotta let them know where you go. Wow. So basically, you're on probation. Wow. No, not probation. You're on parole. Parole. Yeah, you're on parole. So, all right. So let's let's keep it with the theme. I like this. So you're you're the commissioner. What change? What's your what's your number one change you want to make? Mm. Uh, fines. Fines. Yeah. T- tell us about it. what. What do you want to change? Uh, about it? We want to because uh, I think we think that not just me, but the player personal players in general, man. We think the fines like it's are just too high. Like is get, there is there get, no rhyme or reason too? You just get a letter. Well, and it's just no, like, let me give you an example of a fine. If if Bud, if, let's say Bud Saxon, you can't appeal. 
No appeal. Man, you can appeal, but it's it's not. You're not. You're not going to win. It's a waste of time and waste of your attorney money. If this guy makes a sack, right, and his sock goes down a little bit. And he doesn't fix his sock in about was it two plays, one play? You're gonna get fined five racks. Oh, you're sir! Fine five thousand dollars for not having your. Sp- and it, and it comes in, it comes in a FedEx just on Monday. Yeah, you on just Wednesday, get it. on Wednesday. Is everybody looking at the FedEx guy like oh, everybody? Oh knows. shit! Everybody knows. So like a couple of times last year, I was hitting people hard, <laughs> and, and like, and I escaped some FedExes. <laughs> like, I escaped some FedExes. That's great. But like people, but people know like. When, is it a, is it around know. the league? Every player around the league knows it's FedEx Wednesday. Oh yeah, you <laughs> FedEx so, Wednesday. Yeah, if I we can you, start you know, a new uh, podcast, we'll call, we'll call it FedEx, FedEx Wednesday. Wednesday yeah. Definitely. If, 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 me, if me and you, if I'm on the other team and you on my team, if you in the, if we're playing against him on the field and you smash him, we know you're gonna get like I'm on the other team. I'm like, oh, he about to get fined. Oh, right. so you in the game? You're thinking oh, that's a fine. Man, Are you, you walking up to him going, hey, that's twenty? Fine. <laughs> like, I don't hear people head to head in the game. Like, oh man, that's fourteen. <laughs> Like you know, but you it don't. It's not what you're trying to do. You're trying to adjust your body. Right. When you hear people like you're trying to. We, it, That's we concerning too. That's concerning because I feel like yeah. that might create opportunity for injury. It, this game is so well, fast. Well, the, the de- I love. I would love to talk about this. The defense is. It's they're putting in such a tough position right now, right? We, mm-hmm. you, people are moving so fast on that football field, and if you touch somebody's head, you can get kicked out of the game. You're yeah. getting fined. So, what what are the coaches saying? How, what's the what's the so, teachable moments here where where they're telling you, hey, we got to do this or do that? How are you preparing for the season? And what are coaches? How are they doing dealing with that? Okay, so yeah, we do some like ever since uh, they came up with the new hit zone, especially on the quarterbacks and on the uh, on the uh, receivers, defense, defense, what's it defenseless, oh, defenseless, uh-huh. yeah. defenseless player, yeah, yeah. defenseless player. So uh, they come like teach you the zones. So we'll be at practice. They'll have a dummy. They'll have like a zone. Kind of like tape it or to come prepare it already, however it is, and we just try to hit that spot. Okay, so but, you're trying I to mean, train your body. Try to train your body. But mm. Do it like you do it like two. You do it like two days. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we don't really take it. That, you know, we try. <laughs> right. Well, it's just basically like telling you, like basically they just gonna come tell you, like, hey, but don't hit them in the head because they're gonna cost you thirty bands, twenty five bands. <laughs> yeah. And that's automatically that's telling enough. you, ah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah. I ain't gonna yeah. try to hit him in the head. But if I do. And like a moving moment, so that if the quarterback duck down, you hit him, man. It's, it's sometimes like a lot of stuff be old extreme, like you can't really control it like that. But they when, do put effort to try to fix it. As a defensive player, I'm assuming there's something that in your head you have to transition into getting game ready, right? Play ready, game yeah. ready. Something, something goes on. How? I mean, how do you take that aggressive? I got to get to the quarterback, but then also I got to be smart, like. Those two things are usually not the same. Yeah. So, how, what what's your mental state when you when you're playing football? Uh, go for the ball when there's a quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just try to get a script set. Okay. Then usually when you're going for the ball, you're gonna grab his arm anyway. Okay. Like, like that yeah. seems like the cheaper way to do it. It's way cheaper. Way. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and then it's not it, it's not aggressive either. So, I, a, a lot of my sets this year, I came on the backside and instead of just going right through his body, I was going for the ball. Mm-hmm. And, and as soon as I go for the ball, I kind of like put my arm inside his arm and I pull back. So you're not one of those guys like James Harrison who's taking his shirt off flexing. You're more like your like your dad, right? You take that same mentality of like, yeah, I'm just I'm I'm smart when I'm playing. So yeah. it's not No, nah, this- when the running back I'm trying to crush him. Okay, so so it is. You're you're Yeah, you're on aggressive. the running back though. But like, so how do you you're trying so to teach him a lesson. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. If a running back, I'm going head to head. I go face to face with a running back cuz cuz they going to lower their shoulder so I ain't going to really get, get no They don't really give you fines for hitting a running back in the head like that. Yeah. What's a what's the toughest uh, opponent that you've you've played against? What's the toughest tackle that you've gone against? Oh, O lineman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Uh, um, the toughest O line I went against is uh, or just team. Yeah, toughest O liner. I want to say, uh, see, Baltimore, Baltimore O line pretty good. Baltimore O line pretty good because they big and they and they, and they play, they play the run, and we yeah. play them all. They know us, right? Yeah. Is that when it, when you first get into Pittsburgh? Do you immediately hate them? You understand that that's part of the deal. No, nah, I ain't understand that first. Oh, really? So my rookie, I ain't really know like, like why. Somebody's like, hey, bud. I'm like, bro, y'all in the league, y'all like in the league, and y'all like hate people. <laughs> did they did they foster the hate? Did the team kind of build yeah, that into built, your DNA? They built it in. They, yeah. they made me like that. Yeah. yeah. So they, now you do. Yeah, I do now. So if you change what? teams, are you gonna hate? That's what gonna, I'm saying. Yeah, like, hey, yeah. look, if Baltimore has the biggest deal what on if the Baltimore table, Baltimore offers you. Yeah, I won't go. Really? Really? I, wow. I, I ain't gonna lie. Ain't hey, gonna set lie, that for lie. the record. Hey, <laughs> gonna just, lie, we're gonna lie. know in ten days. Hold remember up, this. Don't worry. Let me put it like that. Let me put it like that. Let me put it like that. Like. I don't know. I, I'm too loyal. Even though, like, I feel like the Steelers ain't super loyal to me. I'm so loyal to Coach Tom. Like, they're my dog. Like, yeah. Coach Tom, my dog. Everybody on the team, my dog. Like, I like I couldn't never do no. I couldn't never went to how I couldn't never went to the Patriots. Like, uh, like I don't know. Like, get back at the Steelers. Interesting. Five. Mm. So, like, if if the, if the if the Patriots got like an amazing deal or something, like I'm gonna go, but. <laughs> <laughs> it's never to say like to play the Steelers, yeah. Because you know what I'm saying. It's never to like I'm finna play the Steelers to show them, right? And you won't have that, that hate, nah? Because we already got like a common ground and understanding of yeah. each other. Awesome. We would love to hear. I know we had talked about it, and and we would love to hear your background. You know where mm-hmm. you're from, and walk us through. You know uh, maybe some some things that we don't know about you as far as what, you know your your upbringing. Yeah, uh, starting out, man. You know. Uh, I'm from Georgia, so you know when people think about Georgia, they think of Atlanta. That's the number one city everybody think of. But uh, you know, the people who really are from Georgia really don't think of Atlanta as as a uh, Atlanta's escape haven for for the other places in Georgia. That's a, that's what how we always feel. So just when I what I mean by that is uh, Atlanta is where you want to be when you're considered successful, or it's a stepping stone. For the people in Georgia to to realize that there's something bi- bi- uh, bigger and better than the areas that we grew up in, so I'm from a small town, uh, and uh, we w- compared to Atlanta, man, is 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 the it's tr- it's uh, the difference is there is nothing like where we at, and you know people have to make a way, and uh, and just you know just use our outsources from people from Atlanta, from people from other cities to be able to you know to be able to even have a clue. To what's the, what what is the next step in life to, to set you up to be successful? Like what else is out there? Yeah, and what else is out there? And you know, um, I went to Wilkinson County High School. You know, is uh, so that's, uh, that's in Macon, in Macon right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I went to Wilkinson County High School. Uh, uh, specialized in basketball. You know, it's a it's a basketball time, basketball school. Uh, in in our area, you know, people we we kind of tend to focus on uh, sports. Sports is 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 our safe haven. And uh, sports kind of keeps us out of trouble out, out the streets, and uh, just from from doing anything that's stupid. So, with that being said, a lot of guys sometimes get to twelfth uh, grade, and you don't have a scholarship by then, and you don't have a a job offer by then. So, what's the what's the next thing you tend to do? Is let the streets take over? Sure. So. What I always try to do, and people always ask me all the time, but why you always 
why you always in, why you always in Wilco? Why you always in making? Like, why you always done? Like, like why you always around? Because I want to be able to show people that it's, and we're from the same background, and it, and it, and it is a de- another step you can take in your life to be successful instead of, you know, even I don't like the, the flash of football so much when I'm home because that's the easy way, that's the easy thing for me to say what's happening in my life. Oh, I made it in the football, yeah, of course, because I work, I, I worked everybody in high school. I did extra things that people weren't doing. I made sure I took I took school series to make sure I did my schoolwork, even though I was a goofball. <laughs> so I got in trouble all the time and still made sure I had uh, at least B's and A's with with no studying or nothing that. And people always, hey, how you how you did that? Because I always knew that I had an end goal, and my vision was clear. And I always try to bring. And then like my brother here with me today too, he can tell you like all the time. I always try to bring people along with me the whole my whole life. So a lot of times I made myself mad because people couldn't keep up with with what I was trying to do or the things that I was doing. And it, and it frustrated me the most, more than it frustrated them. And now, did that start when you were a little kid? Yeah, when I was little, you can you can ask. Uh, this is, that's the wild thing about it. Like, when, when like uh, so I lived with my godmom growing up and uh, her husband at the time. He, he When I made it to the league, he told me, this was the wildest thing he told me. He said, you, you're the only person I know in my whole life who spoke everything you said you were going to do into existence. So when I was young, I always told people what I was going to do, and I always continued to tell people. Like, I had a I had a game plan, like, when I was young. I didn't want to be like nobody else around me. They're like, who your big homie is? I'm like, I don't got no big homie because nobody. I don't look up to none of the – I mean, I, not no disrespect. I do look up to the people where I'm from, and it was a stepping stone. But, like, I didn't want to be the same type of caliber person that no one around me was. And uh, and it's, and it, and that's always how I kind of like separated myself and continue to motivate myself and try to motivate others around me to, to not not only focus on like right now but focus on the future. I'm just trying to bring as much awareness to that for the community, and as I can by just being in their face, just them seeing me do other entrepreneur types of things, um, showing them the ropes, like them actually being around it. So kind of it rubs off on somebody and be like, damn. I, Damn, I didn't think I can do it, but kind of like Bud just kind of like showed me a way to get around it. So that's and and that's how I kind of like measure success. I think I told Win this before. That's how I kind of like measure success. I don't measure success on uh, what I've done in my personal life. I measure success on like what I've done to help the people who I love around me. Right, your impact. Yeah, the impact on everybody. Around. That's awesome. So, are you aware that are there gangs? Were there gangs around uh, Macon? Were you aware of gangs uh, in the area? Yeah. So, um, so the school I went, where I went to school at, man, is uh, is it's, it's it's country. So, like my neighborhood, what where I grew up in, in Toons, like is in Toons, bro. Like we, like you would, you would just you only stayed in your city. Uh, okay. So. That's what it is. It's gangs down there in Georgia, period. Like it's gangs everywhere. Do you do you hear do you hear the stories of if, if there is an athlete that that's elite or, or having some measure of success, will the gangs tend to actually try to encourage them to remain in sport versus yeah yeah street? definitely is that, not, does that definitely. really exist yeah definitely like I got all the like like down that way not only not only in not only in Wilco but like not only in Wilco not only in Macon and uh and not even in Atlanta like a lot of like it's different states and stuff like people kind of like int- be intrigued with me just. Just from like the people who I'm around, who I grew up with, you know, uh, just being in the area, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, I'm 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 like the face of the, I'm like the face of, <laughs> of the like, town, right? Yeah, I'm like the he, face. He, yeah. Like people want to see me like uh, continue to do good because it's kind of like 
one of them can make it. It's encouraging. It, feel, it feels like, oh, Bud, just like me. Yeah. Do you have a street I can named do after it you too. yet? Yeah, I got a street named after me. That's, yeah, that's it, how you know yeah. you made it. Is it so, Avenue or Boulevard? Uh, drive. Drive. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That's All right. Cool. So, so you, so you, so now you're in, you're in a small town and you're balling, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, what? I, like, walk me through the recruiting process. Walk me through high school. Yeah. You're in a small town. Like, how does it? That, yeah, is that, did, you, did you get letters? What what happened? Yeah, yeah so, <laughs> so do they yeah, have to come so, on horseback and tell you like, hey, we got a yeah, we got a college? I know, right? So this is how I went. So uh, my mom lived in my mom lived in Macon. My dad stayed in Twigs, kind of, and I and I went to school in Wilkinson County. So like, it's all the same area, but it's different schools, different different schools in the district. So uh, the school, the area my mom stayed in, they got the best school. Westside High School and Macon is like one of the best schools in the area. When I was in school, they like they started trying to. When I started like catching steam in football, they tried to throw it over my head. Like, hey, if you don't come to school and make, your mama live in Macon, you got to come to school and make. Oh, wow, they're manipulating you. Yeah. Huh. So like, I'm like, I'm not about to go to school up there. I'm like, I'm I'm already at my school. Yeah. Down here with all my friends who I grew up with, like we having fun, we winning. Like, yeah. Westside was good too, but like they just kind of dang it over my head. So that was when I knew when I started getting stuff like that. That's after that. That's when like the college coaches started like sending letters out of nowhere. But it happened when I went to a, a, a camp called MVP Camp. Mm. Like I said, we didn't. I didn't have a highlight tape in high school. I had to get somebody to make it. None of that. My coaches, like my coaches, were, I'm point blank. Period. My 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 uh school was terrible. Like low income school. Like no no money into sports. No money into the. No money into the back in the community. Like they wanted to stay the same, so it me going to that camp kind of like pushed me over the hump to, to get seen a little bit. I won MVP at the camp, and when I went to the, the crazy thing about I won MVP at the camp, when I came back to the school with the trophy. They said, "Where you bought this trophy from?" <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? What, what position were you? Did you? So win I, was, I went. I won MVP at tight end. At tight end. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you have hands. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> have I you caught, have you caught a pass in the league? I mean, I caught a pick six. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Oh, that's right. But I dropped one last year. Did you? Yeah, so it, I, I'm I'm even. I'm even. I feel like I'm 50 50. So you, so you, small school, go to the camp. How many offers? Where, where were your offers from? What were you, okay. what were you choosing from? Yeah, so I uh, went to the camp. Went to the camp. Started getting interest. Uh, like I said, uh, the other school, Twigs, kind of with my dad. They, they a good school too. They tried to get me to come along. Uh, my mom was my mom was the school to make them try to get me to come along. Uh, Northeast was trying to get me to come along. They was in, they was another school too. Um, but man, I'm, I stayed loyal to the school that I kind of like was in. Like I said, I, I stayed loyal to that. Like, uh, cause I just wanted to see, I'm so loyal to my people. Like I just wanted to see if I left that school, it probably wouldn't have been nobody else get an opportunity to see a scout, uh, from a college, even a college coach. They wouldn't never got the experience that what happened during my senior year college, my senior high school, my senior high school, we had. Tennessee coming through, Alabama coming through, Auburn coming through, Florida coming through, Florida State coming through, Kentucky coming through, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, all the D one AA schools in the area of Georgia. Uh, Predominantly for you, right? I mean, yeah, that's it. Well, for me, yeah, but, but it helped. Yeah, it helped in the long run, hmm. supposedly, but we didn't capitalize on it. You see what I'm saying? Hmm. But that's the only reason I didn't leave the school, because I said. If I leave the school, they not even gonna get a chance to see none of this that's about to happen. So I'm like, I right, I'm gonna stay here. So it's a small school; people can have an opportunity, no chance, and just see what what it is to look like. I had I already had an envision in my head what was gonna happen. I knew I was gonna go to the league, God's will, 
well, I was going to work to go to the league. God willing, I knew that I was going to make. I was, I knew I, if it come to work ethic, I knew I was going to make it. Out the, if that's the work, the work, work ethic and performance, I was going to make it. You choose Kentucky from I'm assuming a couple of a couple of other SEC yeah. schools, and then you now you're going. Yeah, what to, was your what was your top two, and then yeah, let's yeah, into that. okay, yeah, okay. So so uh, so I had Auburn from Auburn, uh, Georgia Tech, UGA, and then Kentucky, but. Auburn won the championship the year I came out. Cam Newton was the quarterback. They pulled the offer because they got who they run. They got the five star. I was a three star. As a were you coming in as a tight end or a DN? Yeah, I told everybody I was I was making bro. I'm telling you, I did not know how to do. I was the first person from Dino to even go through a recruiting process. I did not know what to say to the coaches. I did not know what to say <laughs> in the meetings. When I walked in, I blatantly told people like, I did not want to play defense. I'm playing offense. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was like, "What? You want to play offense? Why?" Cause you catch the rock. Like, yeah, they're like you. You're like you. Go, you go, you outside linebacker, and I'm like, man, no outside linebacker. I'm a, I'm a play. Uh, I'm a play tight end and yeah. receiver. So Kateko was like, man, come on and play with tight end and receiver. Oh. And I signed right away. Interesting. <laughs> You'll switch a rue then after they got you. Yep, right away. <laughs> really? So they Just right kidding. Away. How did that happen? How did that happen? Yeah, dude. So you're you're thinking you're on that maybe you know what as a as a freshman fifth on the depth chart tight end and you, you see your name and it's on defense or did they have a conversation about it? Or? Yeah. So it was a big deal. It was a big deal about it. Um, uh, so the coaches called me in the office and it was during camp. I was number two at tight end at the time. I was wondering why they wouldn't put me in front of the other dude. I'm like, bro, I'm way better than him. Like, why they won't put me number one? I'm like, maybe because I'm a freshman, they just don't want to do it like right away. And then. We had a meeting, and I remember I remember word from word. Coach Coach came out. He showed me a roster. He showed me like a a, a list, like basically like an agent would do. Mm-hmm. He showed me a list of people getting paid, and he said, "This is what tight ends making the league, and this is what outside linebackers making the league." Huh. He said, "The quarterback we got probably not gonna get you the ball, huh. so you need it, and you gonna help us better on defense. You're the most athletic person on defense. We need you to play outside linebacker." So I said, "But I'm about to transfer." <laughs> really? So I did all type of illegal shit. Like, I I I, I call. I was calling. Uh, I can say it now because yeah, I ain't yeah, in college. No, you're fine. You're fine. I, I said. I was. Like, I was calling out the coaches like for other teams. Like, hey, 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 I'm about to transfer. Like, make sure you look out for me. Yeah. Like the people who were recruiting me. Before, everybody was like, all right. Tell your people to call me. Tell your people to call well, me. Well, especially and when you were when you were doing that, yes, it was it was extremely legal. Now they've actually kind of changed a little bit. There's a portal. It's mm-hmm. much easier to transfer. But back then, yeah, you're you're really you're yeah, really. Was, Breaking the, breaking the rules a little bit. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so I'm glad I didn't get suspended. Yeah. But, uh, so I had a couple people up and told them that. Then I had to talk. Not I had caught one of my um my um, homeboys back home. Then my uh my godmother and my mom and stuff. And I'm telling them all like, man, I'm about to slide. Like I want to play defense. I'm, uh, offense. They trying to get me to play defense. Yeah. Everybody like, man, you are gonna be a man. Just think about it this way. You can go to the other school and you know you gonna be a uh, you gonna be a, um. You're gonna be a small fish in a big pond, mm. Mm. or you can be a uh, or you can be a big fish in a small pond. Get the looks, yeah, and get all the looks you need. So I just started thinking about it. Then Farrell, 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 one of my teammates, Farrington Huguenin came, and then like we would start talking. And he started giving me like, man, come out. Like I stopped communicating with the whole team. I didn't want to talk. Do, to do you think the, the Do you think the head coach was paying Farrington to try to recruit you on the defense? Ah, he probably would. <laughs> Farrington, we came in the same year. He came in the same year. So he, but he gray shirted though. Okay. Uh, I mean, he red shirted the same year. Yeah. So that's why we came in the same year. But he, okay. uh, yeah, man. So then I just, I just said, man, I'm gonna just man up. I man up when to talk to him again. I said, all right, I'm gonna stay. Let me get number two. I had number eighty three at first. I said, let me get number two. And I don't want to stay on campus. I want to stay off campus. 
Anything so, you want, sir. So you got to stay two. off campus as a freshman. Yeah, I moved out, and then uh, well, let's let's talk about that. How about I mean, as an athlete, as a football player, obviously, clearly, you made the transition. You you started playing defense. You started balling, right? Mm-hmm. What was your college experience like? Were you welcomed by the entire community of the University of Kentucky? Or did you sense, for example, in the classroom, were there teachers that were against you at all? Or was everything welcoming? Well, the other thing, too, that we wanted to know about was going playing football in a, at a basketball school. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, like are, were experience? you even respected? Like, it's Kentucky. You think basketball first. Yeah, right? I, was, I was first year. We would never, I wasn't respected at all. My first year, nobody was respected on the team because like, we were losing. We were like 2-10 or some, something like that. Uh-huh. Two, yeah, two and ten, something like that. So we weren't respected at all. And then we started winning a little bit. Coach Stoops came. When Coach Stoops actually came to the team, uh, Joker, no, uh, Joker was our coach at first. Joker Phillips was our coach at first. Then uh, he got fired from the program, and then Coach Stoops came. And when Coach Stoops came, they kind of like brought a new life to Kentucky football. So it's huh. automatically like they got a new coach. Everybody look, we'll see what they're gonna do. So that kind of like just brought a spotlight on back owners, like if we wanted it or not. We got a new head coach. He talking the big time talk, and he came from Florida State, and he brought his whole staff from Florida State besides the head coach. So he brought a whole new staff and a whole new weight room training program, and it made everybody pay attention. And we started winning some games, and I was balling. So that's when they really like, I can get in the, I can get in like the bars free. <laughs> like and like, was, your money's no the, good there. Like, the did you have to pay for drinks? Nah, I had to pay for that. So then it started. Is it, isn't it, that an NCAA violation? Major. Oh, okay. We've got a couple yeah. at this point. I'm telling yeah. them up. Yeah, <laughs> this is getting good. This is getting good. Yeah, major NCAA violation. So we started doing that and stuff, man. But you know, uh, then we had Z Zadari Smith. He played with the Packers, so he came that same year. Coach Stoops came, so he kind of like brought so a lot of like. You would you say that a coach can make a major difference on a team, or yeah, is different. it the players that have to make the do they have to buy in? Like, what uh, What would you... So, with us, I mean, with us, as soon as Coach Stoops came, man, we was already, like, ready for, like, change. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to Coach Joker Phillips, but, like, we was all ready for change, like, right away. As soon as he came, everybody, like, <sighs> like, let's work again. Mm. Yeah. Like, let's, reset. Let's, yeah, well, that's reset. what happens at 2 and 10, right? You're ready for yeah, you're, you're ready, ready for, for some change. Yeah. Ready for some change. Well, so, I'm interested. What what was the... The, the culture, obviously... You, Change what happened? What did the coach do when he came mm. in? When Stoops comes in, how does he change the man, culture? Coach Stoops came in and, and started cutting people. It was like the NFL. He was cutting people on scholarship. If you weren't all in, you were going home. Did you just Donald Trump him? You're fired, right? Like what? In, in rooms <laughs> right away. Yeah, really. Right, right then, he got to send, send a message on, because the attitude or whatever that someone's not buying in, someone's not working out. Yeah. So if you ain't working, if you he, he went on like the first no the first week he was cutting people like off of off of off of referrals. <laughs> he didn't, he didn't so even like, know their name. Yeah, he didn't know their name. So like, if you if you say if you say, hey man, he a bad person. All right, go home. Boom. Really? Come back again. They ain't doing right. They missing class. They missing class. They ain't coming to practice. All right, bet. Boom. See you later. So then they caught everybody's attention. Oh, this is Bryler real. trying to go home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then uh he started having meeting with the leaders and stuff and uh, talking to us about everything. And man, we bought in and coach and strengthening and conditioning coach was a. Coach uh, Coach Ed, man, he's super mean. And Coach Corn, we had <laughs> we had one college Coach Corn too. He's a uh, sports uh, sports science guy. And you know the stuff we were doing was fun. It was competitive. So that kind of made everybody say like, "Ah, oh, man, we want to go to practice and we want to do this and do that." And it, it became just fun it, again. Became fun again. Hmm. And then now everybody say like to, to go back to the question you asked: Did the coach change or the players change? I think it go hand in hand because the hmm. coach came and gave us new breath. And then the players adapted to the new program regimen, 
and it made everybody better. Question for you on the training, because you did touch on the trainer. You said he was mean, so mm-hmm. to speak, but he motivated people to work out, I guess. Yep. I, it was my college experience, and granted, we know we didn't we didn't play too much, but I do have a stat line. Just remember that. Yeah. Um, but uh, from my from my experience, I had I probably had about eight or nine guys that went to the league uh, at Northwestern when I played, but I always felt they would do what was told of the strength and conditioning coach, right? But then they would always be doing more. They would always be doing a little more. Did you did you just go to the workout that you were prescribed and that was it? Or did you, because you had aspirations for the league, feel like you needed to do more than yeah. just what was prescribed? No, I always did more. Like, I've been doing that since I was in Little League, like, with nobody. Like, I, I'm just back, I'm going to back up a little bit on the football situation. Like, since I was playing football, I ain't never had no one person to tell me to go to practice. Like my 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 parents ain't tell me to go to practice. My godparents tell me to go to practice. My coach ain't tell me to go to practice, like or come to practice. Mm. Literally, I've beat up people for missing practice. <laughs> wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Let's start. Let's stop right there. We want to hear this story. <laughs> yeah. Can you can you tell us an example? Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah, you I, really people yeah I like this. Yeah, nah, yeah. for sure. So like, really like, like I really like beat up people for missing practice. So like, you know. Like my own cousin too. Like I'd be, I'd be him. Well, yeah, let's gotta t- check him. Give me an bit. example. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so one example. <laughs> so one example in football practice. The quarterback, the starting quarterback, man. You, uh, he he left. He missed practice to be with his girlfriend. <laughs> on a, we, we, love, on we love love. Yeah, we we all play love love. We play on Friday. <laughs> we play on Friday. He we knew the type of he would love it, devil. We all knew that. We play on Friday. He missed practice on Wednesday. He missed practice on Wednesday. We got a walkthrough on Thursday. Like so, it's, I'm like, bro. You about to you about to mess up my whole scholarship. Like I'm trying to go to the I'm trying to go to the league. I'm gonna go I'm trying to go deep. No, I was thinking D one day. I'm trying to go D one. Mm-hmm. Like you about to mess my chances. Are you the best quarterback we got? And I knew he was the best quarterback we got. So I'm trying to get him to understand that he the best quarterback we got. Like you got to throw me the ball. <laughs> so like if you're not throwing me the ball, who gonna throw me the ball? So I told him and a running back we had too. They they both missed practice. I'm like bro, when y'all when y'all come back through when y'all come through the the, the um, gate, throw your hands up. What are you in call or in high school at this point? You're six four, like two sixteen, two fifteen. Okay, yeah. So I mean, that's I'm an intimidating like, being, right? Yeah. Like, yeah if so somebody I'm, tells me to go to practice. They're six four, two fifteen. I'm, yeah, I'm going I, to practice. I think I'm one sixty five wet as a receiver at Bellarmine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I ain't no coaches. I'm not a coach's pit though. So like, I'm not, in high school or college when I did stuff like that. Like, I did in the it was college for the team. Too. I didn't talk to the coach. I ain't finna go holler at no coaching. But like, hey, I'm about to. Check somebody for you, or like if when the coach come to me and say check somebody, I don't even do it. Then like I'll be like, all right. But you know what? The the teams that have success, they have this. It's like a the self monitoring, right? Like the coaches don't need to be involved yep. in any yeah. of that stuff. Like the same thing in business, right? The the boss can't be the one always creating the culture. It's the people, exactly. right? It's the players. The players have to hold each other accountable, or else you're gonna be. It's the difference between two and ten and ten and two. Yeah, right. There, there's things like that. Like if you don't have leadership. It doesn't matter who your coach is. It doesn't matter if you got all the five star guys in the world. That's a big point of it. Like you got to hold people accountable to do the extra thing, to not sh- to show up and 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 be good, right? I mean, yeah. that's, that's it's fascinating. And, and uh, personally, uh, you get drafted first round, right? Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers. What is the distinction between the locker room vibe as your first year 
and the locker room vibe as your senior year and a leader and like the you know that everybody's looking up to you in Kentucky but then now you're you're first round there's a lot of expectations what is the vibe through the locker room because I've heard of different locker rooms I've heard of straight business locker rooms where nobody talks to anybody and yeah. and they, they they it's it's a job no one's happy they're they're not listening to any motivational things by the coach yeah, but I've also heard of 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 actual a uh, scenario that's similar to college and that there is chemistry in the locker room and people do go out together what what was your experience so I think I got kind of spoiled in Pittsburgh because everybody who come to Pittsburgh say is not like that. These other teams are not like that. Yeah. So uh, when you say not like that, yeah, what, what do you mean? mean? So so kind of structure like still is already structure. It's already kind of like levels and rules to it. As soon as you walk in the building, like you know what's going on. They already got it kind of like laid out how it, how it's supposed to be for the culture. And you knew that coming in your first first day. I walk in, Jane Harrison in the weight room. We doing like a little rookie lift. This this is a funny story too. We're doing a little rookie little Debo out of nowhere just holla. He just come on, he take his shirt off and we just see, you know, we we I know intimidation so I t- he like he acting like we in damn chain game. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he acting like we in prison. Like soon as soon as we come in, he take his shirt off and looking at us. I'm like This is Harrison. Like, yeah, just Harrison. I'm like, I'm like, what's wrong with bro? Like as soon as, as soon as we come in, then he holla, Y'all ain't never killed nobody. Ah, and start, and start just getting up under like 140s or something and start lifting 140s on the dumbbell. So this is your first week? First day. First day. Because <laughs> so, you are about to take his job. Yeah, so, yeah. So, all of, yeah. so you know, all the other, I look around at the first, I mean, the rookies and stuff, everybody looking nervous. I'm like, oh boy, y'all, y'all in for a long treat. So, but uh, deep, deep, so it was, so we still had older guys like that when I came in. So it's kind of like uh, Debo, Pouncey, Ben, Debo Pouncey, Ben, uh, William, G- Will Gay, Joey Porter was there. Um, uh, Troy had just left like the two couple days before they just told him to retire, like a couple weeks before the draft. So uh, it was older guys there who won Super Bowls, who been with the old coaches, who been with Coach Tommy for years, and they wouldn't allow the locker room to get out of hand and not be the right way show how it should. Like we always hung together. We always did stuff together. Like was it was it positional or was it the whole team? Def- like side. Defense offense? Yeah, like defense offense. Like when when you see a team stop really kinda like bonding and they really don't be winning. Right. It goes it, to culture. It, it does. I mean, it, yeah. Coach Barnett for us, our 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 big slogan was you have to have the right attitude and chemistry in order to win. Yeah. And and so you would say you would agree that chemistry is a thing. Like Man, it, chemistry a thing. I'm telling you, like, the worst season I had in Pittsburgh, we had no chemistry because we brought a lot of new guys in from other teams who did not uh, know how we did things in Pittsburgh. Now, like, you, now at uh, last year, you're the guy who's now teaching the younger kids about yeah, how does the that Pittsburgh work? way, right? Yeah. So you yeah. transition from did the first day. Did you feel like a, a, tor- a torturous pass? Now yeah. I want to know, are you taking your shirt off in the weight room and doing oh. the flex nah. on the new guys? Nah. Well, how do you nah. incorporate, how do you continue the chemistry? What, I don't know. I don't know. It just kept going. Like, just it just keep automatically. Keep a good vibe in yeah, the room. The vibe Everybody kept knows. going. Like, people kind of like, like, I ain't never had nobody tell me they don't like me. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't like no, you. Yeah. I don't, I don't like you very much. Yeah. That's weird. When has that happened every day to him? <laughs> I know. So like, I ain't never had a bad vibe around nobody or nobody like to look at me kind of like sideways because I feel like everything I say, like people really know I mean it, and I like and I and I live by stuff what I talk about. So like, it, like it, it just was never like a bad vibe. So like when the guy, the younger guys coming in, like even when TJ came. 
TJ was talking to me like I don't like an older TJ guy, and they, and they caught me off guard. He was talking to me like an older guy, and I caught me off guard. But like we like the same age. Yeah. But he's just two years younger, so we kind of like. But I was in third year. He's first, but then we didn't have like an older dude, so it was like I'm mm. the guy. I'm the older guy. Right. And I kind of like had to like take on that role. Like like even I don't even like to be vocal. I just can like a lead by example. Okay. Hmm. So like I just make sure I'm doing everything. I'm trying to practice every day I can. And like when I don't practice, I'm I'm still all in. If I got an injury, I'm banged up or something. If I'm not practicing, I'm still all in on the sideline, like in tune with practice and helping the younger guys. A lot of older guys don't want to help the young guys because they feel like it's a balance, right? I mean, you yeah. don't want to necessarily share. It's it's interesting. You're you're at a dilemma. On the one hand, you want your team to win. Yeah. Right. But on the other hand, you don't necessarily want to share everything that you've learned to teach some guy who's a couple years younger. To take your spot. The tricks. A little cheaper. Yeah. 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 yeah I did, it, it's but interesting I ain't dilemma. Never, I ain't never thought like that because I always feel like yeah, I'm going to teach, like teach you. I'm going to teach you. I'm going to teach you everything. Hey, pal. <laughs> I, mean, I always be like, if, if I teach you, like, if I'm teaching you the game, if I'm teaching you everything, I know stuff that I learned. I mean, I feel like you should be able to, you should, you're in the, if I'm teaching you this, I feel like you're a person that needs to learn it. Mm. For a situation, mm. and if I feel threatened, and if I feel threatened by you, then I feel like I'm not believing in myself. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So when it comes to fucking football, I'm like, I'm gonna teach you everything I know. You ain't about to take my spot. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, that's gotta be the mentality. Yeah, and then I'm gonna help you too. And I, when you get it, when you when you do good on plays, I'm gonna clap. I'm gonna make sure you're happy because I'm genuinely excited for mm. the next man to win. That's just, but that's how I am. I'm just like, if if somebody else win, I feel like I won too. You don't but, have to. You don't have to name names, but it, it must go the other way too, right? You yeah. see, you see both of that. Where you know you're going to go ahead and teach everybody everything that you know and bring people up. You probably see some of the winds of the world on the practice field where they're <laughs> <laughs> giving him a hard time. But but they're the opposite, right? They're they're looking at it like a business, like oh, yeah, and they're selfish and they want to just take care of themselves. Do you, do you right? feel that yeah. instinctually? Do you I, feel it? Happened to me. Happened to me. Happened to TJ. Happened to Oliver. Interesting. Like yeah, we ain't really get the man. We had the. Like, like, bro, we ain't really get the presence that we really needed our first couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like, we ain't really get none of that. Like, to we, we felt that pressure. Like, oh man, like it's com- it's a competition. And like, is that part of it? Is is the round you're drafted right? If you're one, two, or three, they're like they have to. You have to play. You have to perform. If you, you are one, you playing automatically. You're playing automatically. But do you feel that from the team? Like, what's the sense as you walk into the building? With the team? Yeah, with the team. Yeah, the team, so it's different. So the team, the players going to kind of have they. however, it, it depends on how he brought up, what's his upbringing. The per, a person going to be a person. That's You can't change a person. Well, however we break, how we were raised is how we were raised. That's how we going to be. Well, and then the money kind of amplifies it, and right? And the money going to take you to a whole nother. So, right. so I'd like to put it like this. If, if, if a person was lame before he got rich, he going to be a, a, a lame on steroids, and he going to do super lame shit, <laughs> but he going to think it's cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and gonna, but they gonna it's always gonna come out. So you money can't hide money can't hide the real you. It like amplifies it. it. Yeah. It's the opposite. Yeah. Right. It, it can't hide it. Yeah. So it's always gonna come out. The real person gonna always come out at the end of the day. And that's the same thing on the field. Like you can laugh and play with me all the time, but when crunch time come and you need to know me, if you really don't want to teach me or really don't want to uh, help the young guy, it's gonna show and we are gonna see it right away. Huh. So it, it's you can't hide it. Interesting. You can't so, hide it at all. So you're saying that there's good chemistry, obviously, and I've heard that, and I've seen it. I've seen it. Even, um, you know, working with you on the on the Inchburg brand, it was awesome that, you know, you brought a concept. You wanted to help kids. You you were interested in, in, in saving children from human trafficking. That was great. But your whole team, you presented something. Your whole team got behind you. 
yeah. quickly, and uh, and you felt that you felt the love. But this is my question: Look, you're you're going into a new a new era. You're you're you're, you're a free agent right now. Yeah. What what are some of the things that you're you're thinking about? Are you just concerned about making the best dollar, biggest dollar possible? Is that how your decision making process is going, mm-hmm. or are you taking into consideration things like uh, climate? Um, uh, where you want to live, where you yeah. coach, you know, coaching, yeah, what, what's going on yeah, in your head? Are you, are you just telling on. your agent? Are you just saying, Hey, just, <laughs> just pay me. Like, I don't care. Nah. Like, what is it? What, is, how do you think? I mean, you, uh, when you think about family, money going to be top priority. You know, that money going to be, but you can't always just bank off of money. You got to look at the coaching. You got to look at the tradition of it. You got to look at, uh, the trajectory of the team and the roster. Mm. That's what I'm kind of looking at right now. Indeed. So with the people, uh, once once time comes, you know, I'm always looking at the trajectory of the roster. I'm trying to see is the arrow pointing up or the arrow pointing down for this squad, huh. and where is the quarterback at in the, in the deal? Wow. Because I don't know if y'all seen it, but like really, people be winning like when they quarterback first gets signed, when they still got players from the first contract, or like a uh. rookie country, a rookie quarterback that's doing great with a lot of vets on second contracts. Experience is important. Yeah. So you either got to have – the quarterback got to be like, say, like Drew – like Tom Brady and stuff. So, like, those guys, they're in their second, 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 third, fourth deals, but that they've been around so long that the the people under them are still paid mm-hmm. as well. And it's not like a – like us, the Steelers, we're being. Not, it's just don't, we just don't got being and nobody else can pay. So There's other people collecting checks. Yeah, other people collecting checks too on other teams. So you got to make sure that it's, it, that's how it is. That, mm-hmm. it, that it's not just the money ain't just in one spot. Are you looking at location, like Wynn said, location and, yeah. and some of the things about yeah, the team? Yeah, okay. definitely, definitely, definitely. Because I got kids, so I got to make sure my I got a, a, a school system, fun city for the kids. Because I got to make sure they have fun too. Because I'm I'm be busy all the time. They the ones who are gonna be at the house all the time. And what is it right now? So it's ten days from free agency. And what's the what what's life like right now? What's your agent telling you? Like at what point does it start to heat up and you start to hear X Y Z team is next week? Next week. So yep. right now they can't call. They can't they can't do anything. Nah, you just hear chatter. C- certain teams certain teams like to cheat. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I like to call. Well, but this is interesting. Now, now you can't break those violations, <laughs> yeah. right? The NCAA, yeah. you're like, yeah, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> no, this, this becomes real paper. This is real, yeah. That, <laughs> that is yeah. real. Do you so. have a team that, uh, if if everything was perfect and the money, let's say the money was there, the the school system, everything you're thinking about, is there a team that's on your mind that you'd most like to go? And this is cool. This, the good thing about it is this is you know we we're, we're not going to launch this until the, the next time we launch this. It'll be after. You're going to know. You're going to yeah. So there's it's interesting to know what your mindset is today. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some warm, mm. some warm. Yeah, yeah. Don't really matter. Uh, some warm. Yeah, I, I think is yeah, it like is warm. it like is it like recruiting though? So so the day free agency hits, right? You're gonna have a couple of teams, I'm sure, with with offers. And do you fly to all three of those teams in within a day or two or before? Like, walk us through that, like that day, you know, because you're one of those guys that actually gets to make a decision probably yeah. pretty quickly. Yes, so like when can tell you like it's kind of like you want to have like a, you just you want to think make it, everybody want to you want everybody to be interested, but you just all you need is two offers. Mm-hmm. All you need is two. All you need is two. And if you two don't have fight. two, you make up one. Yeah, <laughs> two to fight. You need two people fighting. Yeah, and then they bring a buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so when that happened, man, I'm uh I'm excited for this time in my life. You know, uh, if I, I the ACL was a bummer. 
My AC, her time my ACL was a bummer, but man, I'm 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 I'm, I'm ready to go. Let's talk about it. that, man. You you yeah. guys are fucking eleven and zero, right? Is that was it game was a game week eleven? Yeah, week eleven. So it's week eleven, and this is toward you guys are winning this game, and it's like what probably three or four minutes to go in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and. I remember watching. I was watching the game, and I remember you know when an ACL happens. It's not that you're writhing in pain. It's it's the way that you're. It's just it's an awkward quick shift. It doesn't have to be a crazy injury. Right. And I knew it. I I knew it because you're. Well, go into it. You were you pissed off? Are you in pain? What was it like? Because yeah, I was more pissed off than than hurt. Like as soon as I came around the corner and I felt I beat him off the ball. As soon as I came around the corner, I planted my foot to turn, and he kind of like nudged me a little bit, just a little bit. <sighs> To try to catch up, and that little nudge kind of, and that little nudge, uh, broke up my knee because the ground was slippery that day. Did you know right away? Yeah, I felt when I felt that ground slip. I felt the ground slipping like right up under my feet. As soon as I stepped down, I felt my 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 knee extend and the ground started sliding. Mm. Soon as it started sliding, I, I you know how that my body probably tried to stop it, and all my momentum going forward, my body tried to probably stop it to go yeah. this way, and it broke up right away. I felt I feel it sounded probably just like that. I felt it like. Mm. Then I, I say, oh man, I don't tell my ACL. I say, how the hell I tell my ACL? Yeah, and a free agent, you're on a free agent, yeah, on a franchise tag. And, and, I'm like, Bro. and is that, is that running through your head immediately? Is that- no, I wouldn't worry about like the free agency stuff. I will worry about the Super Bowl. I like, man, we yeah, we can't win the that. Super Bowl. Right. I'm about to miss a chance to go to the Super Bowl, and we won one game since then. Yeah. So like, I'm like, bro, it, it kind of like mess with me. I'm like, man, a lot of because I seen like a lot of stuff like it, it just. It just like it was adding up to win the Super Bowl the whole time. Like for us, I'm like, damn! At this time right here, I get hurt in the, yeah. in, the in the in the biggest year of my career. What I'm about, I'm having the best career. I'm having the best season you're of my balling. career. Yeah, yeah. you're balling. <laughs> I had 11 and a half sacks last year. I'm probably gonna have 14 this year. And then we came back and we're winning. And I'm like, man, I'm not only missing the chance to have my best career year, but to have a chance to miss the best season a team I played on. And that's what I was hurting the most. I was like, "Man, fuck my leg! It's gonna get, it's gonna get better." <laughs> yeah, your leg will be fine. The yeah. ACL is not what it used to be, right? Like the ACL, like, people used to go like, "Oh, he might be." Yeah. Now yeah. it's just kind of like one of those things. Like, I'm, you're expecting to be it's, good for it's, camp, it's, even? Yeah. Okay. I'm be ready. I'm be going full go in May. In May. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be full go in May, like running around doing stuff. You're already moving around. You're yeah, you're, you're, yeah. You're, you're moving amazingly. I, <laughs> I, I, I tend to forget you, you you just had major surgery not too I long know. ago. <laughs> that's the thing about it, man. But, yeah, man, that's that's all it is. And, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I always had adversity good because of, like, how my daddy kind of, like, put stuff into my head, like, when I was young. Goes like, back to how you were raised. Yeah, my daddy, like, he, he, he like, so chill. But he business mind, he's so business like he mean business a lot. But people, he he just so chill. So a lot of stuff don't really bother my daddy. So like a lot of stuff that growing up that was very serious stuff. Like he kind of like showed me how to like get over huh. by not teaching me by watching him. So and he so, never had the conversation with you. You just uh, watch him stuff. My, my dad, my dad ain't never had no conversation with me about a lot of stuff that I learned from him. Wow. Huh. But he just do it, and I will just watch him. Like the whole time, like people like who you like people be like who you uh like biggest influence in your life. Like I be like man, really probably like my mom. Even though I didn't live with my mom or my dad, like still like my dad and my mom like they still like was kind of like I watched them do a lot of stuff and they kind of like taught me. They didn't teach me per, uh, verbally, mm-hmm. but like just watching them growing up with like 
kind of like taught me a lot of stuff. Were, were they were they financially were they were they set were they were they balling? My oh uh, no, nah. my man, my mama worked all day every day to take care of me, other kids, uh, hug people. She was the mom of like a whole family, mm-hmm. so she had to work all the time, like every day, day in. Nine in the morning to four in the morning, get three hours of sleep, go back to work, stuff like that. Did you and feel like you had a close family, a close knit family though? Like, what? How, how was your relationship with your brothers or whatever? Yeah, like, so we spread it out. Everybody spread it up. I, I don't like my family ain't the tightest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my family ain't the tightest, but like my. So, uh, so I'm from the country, man. Like we yeah. got like, don't talk like, to me. like yeah. <laughs> so like. I feel like adversity. Like I feel like adversity. We take that on because nothing never go right down there. Huh. Nothing never go right. When something go right, we, whew, we yeah. got it. We did it. Yeah. Did it. Something, something happened did it. that was yeah. good. <laughs> so we just, that's how it is. And, you know, I feel like my family is tighter. Like, I got, like, people who in my family is not blood that that's tighter than my, like, blood family. Interesting. Who I consider, like, my so, like a, genuine a, family. Yeah, who, just who I grew authentic. Up with. Yeah. Authentic relationship. Who raised me. So I have a question about that, though, because mm-hmm. this is something that, that's unique that not a lot of people understand the dynamics of either family or friendship in the context of wealth. Yeah. Um, look, you, you're a first-rounder. You, you've done well so far. Your franchise tag, everybody knows. It's public, right? You're making some good bread. Yeah. How do you – I mean, shoot, and I'm assuming that not everybody in your family, like you've mentioned, are really, you know, killing it right now financially. Yeah. So are there family members and friends that you feel – allegiant to that you're that you care about that come to you and say hey man like can i get you know 100 racks can i get 200 <laughs> racks like how does it work does do they come yeah. out and ask you for money or how does this work nah they don't they don't yeah so it's never I, it's they they if they need it if they if somebody down bad they gonna hit me like blood i need like uh they hit me and be like man can you help me out i'm i'm down i'm out. i'm down bad like they were going on. It's a legitimate reason, you know. People have, but my family kind of like respect me. Like mm. they are rather they are rather do be like, man, what can, what I can do? They are rather do that. They are rather be like, hey, let me go help you do this, help you do that. Like you need some help. So they're looking to mama? contribute, not not a free hand. Yeah. Do you think that's do you think that's consistent around the league, or do you but, feel like there's certain players that have nah, like, issues like that? Nah, because it, it, it it's oh, but I had some times when I for my people like like. Even my mom, like, well, like she'll say some shit. And I'm like, whoa, who you been talking to? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, don't don't start that. Like, you know. <laughs> so you're just you're just like, hey, here's the line, and yeah, don't like, cross I'm it. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like you, yeah. it's, it's like it's like you know when people be in that ear. Yeah, it's interesting. Say stuff, and then yeah. you would kind of like have a little opp- the moments where like it's tension, mm-hmm. but it never get to that point because they respect me to the point because I was like I said I'm I, who I'm I'm who I am today. I was that. So, so your wealth hasn't five. become. Toxic at all in terms nah, of the relationships that you not, have that you not care with, about, but not with my family. And when I say family, I don't mean because I understand because we related. Interesting, like my family who is who I grew up with, who I was raised by. Now, Fascinating. I'm, it can be some people who got the same blood as me, who they gonna come and ask me. They'll do that. Interesting, because they don't understand. They think I'm just giving the people around me all the money. Like oh, everybody around him doing this, doing are, that. Yeah, are you doing working. that? You're not doing nah, that. Yeah. Because they working. Like they doing stuff to work. So yeah. like somebody like for instance, like my my first cousin uh, come my first cousin I'll just tell you the real story. My first cousin just came start coming around us and he and he uh he'll start asking us for stuff all the time and, and, and think it's like a handout. Mm-hmm. 
I'm like, bro, you think um, you think they, you think people around you think they just getting handouts? Like, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. nah, like they doing some work. Well, so what was your you get your rookie contract on the first year on your first deal? What was the first big thing that you bought? My mama car. Really? What yeah. kind of car? Uh, BMW 750. Did you surprise her? Yeah. Yeah. Then the second thing I bought was uh, I paid my mom debt. Second thing. Smart. Yeah. So she ain't got debt no more, and um, bought my little sister a car. Nothing for you. Two two cars, like ten, really? twenty, like twenty. It was like twenty eight thousand total. Two two little twelve thousand cars. Mm-hmm. Two little twelve thousand cars a piece. Yeah. What I, was the first thing you got yourself? Where you were like, okay, I've taken care of the people that that I want to take care of, and then you want to buy something nice for you, just like. Uh, well, my agent bought me a truck, but what I bought myself. The first time I bought myself, thing that I can say was a house. My house. House. Yeah. Was that a big day for you? Where you like, I ma- I made it. Yeah, because I was looking out for everybody up first. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's but really no, nah, I made it when I bought that Wraith. I just bought a Wraith. <laughs> that's when I thought. I, that's when I thought I made it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got some money now. Yeah. yeah. Well, well walk, walk us through the the. Well, we were we we're curious. We were talking offline, and we wanted to know what what about the NFL? Do we not know? Right. The, the media talks a lot. There's a lot of social media, a lot of pictures, a lot of videos. Take tell us something about the NFL or the life in the NFL that we don't know. Mm. Like practice, practice for example, is yeah. it is it uh, is it fun and everybody's uh, hooting and hollering like like I would assume like high school and, and even college people are kind of there's chatter or is everybody really concerned and is it just crisp soldier like and clean? Uh, how's it work? I don't know. I can't. I'm. It's hard to ask me because I only play with the Steelers. Yeah. Well, but like when people come in, they say like it's way different. Yeah, I hear that consistently mm. every time. Like, bro, we can be at practice and. Giggling on the sideline, playing around. Then as soon as defense, everybody snapping to like let's go, let's go be for for real. Yeah, yeah. Snap right away. Oh, we go ahead. Let's let's go ahead. And make sure we don't mess up. Don't mess up. No play. Start the period over. Mm-hmm. Mess up. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as we done, we go back on the sideline. We joking. We playing again. And like when we run into the ball, it's a competition. Like we ain't we. It's not on the coaches. It's not on the coaches and the Steelers. It's like on us. Yep. If. We all say before practice, like, the D-line, hey, D-line got to run to the ball 20 yards on the field every play. That's just, like, something that we might say during the, the week. Like, TJ may come and say, bullet, I'm going to beat you to the ball. My GPA, my GPS today going to be 20. <laughs> like, this, my, like we, we measure, like, my all practice. I mean, it's right? crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, like. You're measuring speed. You're measuring output. Yeah. There's a lot speed, of things. Yeah. Get off. Everything. So, TJ may come to me and be like, I'm going to get 20 today. What you going to get? And when I see him take off, oh, I got to go catch him. Like, It'll be third play of the period of six plays. We got six plays. If one's got six plays, if TJ run the twenty yard, I'm chasing him thirty yards down the field. They gotta wait when we get till we get back to keep practice going. So it's not like about like us, like trying to like fit that role of the coaches. Like we're creating the culture still. Like with Cam Hayward, Cam Hayward will chase you all the way down the field. <laughs> every player, if if a running back run a sweep to the right and he on the left side, Cam gonna go to the ball every play and come right back to the ball. That's awesome. And then if you and if you turn around, it's not like a hey. Like a coach is, I'm trying to show out for the coach. Y'all need to run to the ball. It's not like it's not like ah ah, but you, I bet you, I beat you this time. What you gonna do next? I beat you this time. What you gonna do? And I come back and beat him. But I, I come back and hit, run past some full speed, or I run past the DBs. And coach tell me put on the big board, like you know what I'm saying. He put it up. Oh, this is what we call running. <laughs> That's so, awesome. yeah. but it's a competition because we know coach Tumlin like it, and he gonna he gonna show it. It's not like we gonna go unnoticed. If we run huh. the full speed to the ball, coach Tumlin gonna show a rep. Like, oh, look at this. 
Wow. In front of the whole team. That's a tone setter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look at these boys. He running to the ball. But now, if it was some different way around, like, like if it was different, I didn't like them. Then I was, yeah, didn't do it. Care. But like, we cool. But you've really like, developed an affinity for your for your franchise, which is interesting, yeah. and I think it's a testament to that they have a winning tradition, and oh, it may be yeah. it may be that culture plays a really important role. You it know? do. It definitely do, man. Um, well, listen, this is a this is this has been awesome. I, I really appreciate the opportunity to visit with you and talk with you. Um, I just wanted to uh, thank you for being here, mm-hmm. and uh, this is it. I think it's a great time to wrap up the episode, and and really appreciate it. Yeah, but thanks for coming on, man. This was awesome for sure, man. Thank you, thank you. Right. Uh, and not a whole world can tell. Now we're gonna take you out into San Diego and show you what San Diego is all about. Yeah, all right, cool. all right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, And thank you. This is another episode of uh, Fuck You Friday. I hope you guys enjoyed it. And that's a wrap.